some reviews. Disney feature length films. Show cartoons. We bought VHS tapes. Every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. You beat me to it. I was, <laughs> was going to be like, let's get out of business <laughs> and try and cut you off. So anyway, <laughs> this is Let's Get Down to Business. You haven't heard from us for a while because we suck. We're very bad at updating and kind of lazy occasionally. They don't know that because I've been releasing the episodes before this. Yeah, yeah but like we've had, a, we've had a couple weeks now and we weren't that far ahead, I don't think. No, but... It's evened out. Okay. Yeah, the hiatus was like two episodes ago. We already had things pre-recorded. Yeah. So they're caught up. Okay. Well, you guys may not know that by the release schedule. Welcome to the past. But Stephanie has been fucking up. No. You are equally capable of editing a podcast. Nope. I'm really not. Yeah, you've never done that. That would take uh, care and I don't have that about about this. Let like, me tell you about you know, Kevin. If there's one thing he doesn't have, it's care for anything. <laughs> well, for some things, just not for this. wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry to call you out like that, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while. We uh, last watched the Brave Little Toaster. The Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, and it was that pretty, was like four pretty weeks solid ago. Ownage. That's what I'm oh, saying. It's been a while <laughs> for us, not them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it has been a while, babe. It's been a long while. <laughs> Since I could hold my head up high. It's been a while. Oh. I know. I was doing, like, current day country Aaron Lewis. I was kind of fucking it up. Oh, I'll say the, the tune of that wasn't even anywhere near what well, it I'm is. I'm sorry, all right? Let me do some heroin or something like that and oh. really get into it. Oh, well, now oh. that you guys are in the mood. <laughs> all right. Let's well, all just settle into the bed and... Shit ourselves. <laughs> what was that Anthony Jeselnik joke? Which one? About his dad and how his dad was like really angry and you know, he's really mean. And whenever he'd get out the belt, he would tie that around his arm real tight yeah. and shoot some heroin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a Disney podcast yeah. about kid stuff. Yeah. And the Disney short that we watched this week is called In Dutch. This is very timely for us, because even though you're listening to this and it's going to take place in the past, right now, there's like tulip time festivals all over. Okay. I thought it was just our region that does it, but really? apparently there's Dutch people all over. Oh, Did weird. you know that Dutch people are persecuted? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, those racist people who just hate the Dutch. Okay. I've always heard, like, stereotypes and stuff like that. But we're not going to get into that on no, here. No, you know what I'm talking about. I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's fucking Dutch. <laughs> we can't do inside jokes when the people don't know. I babe. can explain the inside joke. They don't. We, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Dutch people. Yeah, okay. Can we review this fucking short? I'm trying to get down to, like, the business You here. don't care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Our short. It's called In Dutch, you guys. And as I've been trying to say, it's a Pluto short. No Donald Duck? No Donald Duck, shockingly. Thank God. So, In Dutch came out, it was released in 1946. It stars Pluto, and it's about seven minutes long. Yeah, which is 
par for the course for Disney shorts, yeah. for the most part. I'm okay with seven minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes, a little eh, but seven minutes, it's good. Yeah, I can deal it's with good. it. Yeah. Uh, so in Dutch, stars Pluto where he is delivering milk. He's yes. like hitched to a milk cart and he goes around and delivers these canisters of milk. And as he's doing that, there is a very lovely dog yeah. that he meets. And I kind of thought about it, too. Since this is Dutch and it's obviously in uh, Holland, mm-hmm. she's kind of hanging out and there's no lights on or anything like that. But I kind of thought like Red Light District. <laughs> oh, babe. Because of Amsterdam. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, she's just, and she's just hanging out waiting for her bow. Amsterdam is in? It's in Holland. Holland. Okay. Yeah. We've been over this because I thought it was in... Uh, probably Norway, Norway or something like that. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a Stephanie yeah, thing to say. We've been over this. She's yeah. very good with geography. As your <laughs> she literally thought when one of her students told her oh. that their family is from Azerbaijan that they were lying and they were making that up. She, this is a an educator that teaches your children. Remember when I told them that the UAE was in? Yes. In India. Yes, I do. I, or was it the, was it Dubai? <laughs> yeah, it was Dubai. I said Dubai was in India because I did a Google image search of like cool places. In and India. then you asked me, I'm like, no. Yeah, and my Indian kids are like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I teach art. So anyway, I thought this dog that uh, is kind of is a red light prostitute. Yes, <laughs> she, she, she's looking to freaking show off her wares to the milkman. And yeah, she just she just has a crush on him. She's I like guess. eyeing him. She's doing her little floppy ears into like a bun, trying to <laughs> try out some different doggy hairstyles. Just like Michelle Wolf said, this is how it happens in nature. Puppy love. They yeah. see each other from across the room. Yeah, this, this is how it happens in nature. True love. Um, so they meet each other. Yeah, Pluto fucks it up. Like Pluto he, has weird teeth. Yeah, he he pours her way too much milk. It's spilling all over the place. Yeah, it splashes her. Splashes her in the face. It turns into a doggy wet t-shirt contest. Yeah. contest. And surprisingly, she's not pissed off and doesn't uh, leave. So he pours her some more and some flowers. Yeah, they for kiss, whatever they reason. like kiss each other. Yeah, they're yeah. tulips. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nevertheless, so they're in love now. Yeah, and. Uh, she accidentally starts ringing this bell. Yeah, her foot gets caught on a rope that's attached to a bell, which is the dike alarm. Yes. And for those who don't know, uh, we're not being hateful right now. That is a dam. <laughs> dike spelled D-I-K-E. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like a false alarm for the rest of the town. And they think that there's something terrible going on. And this is a cried wolf situation. And Pluto and the unnamed... Doggy gal, yeah, get kicked out of town with some horrible accents, shit that doesn't sound like Dutch. Yeah, to me. they sounded Italian. It sounded kind of they Italian. Rang the like the bell. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Um, can we just point out that she's a wiener dog? Uh, okay, which is a German breed. Does that matter? Oh, sounds weird. That she I mean, if this is 1946, in but uh, also weenie dogs are the cutest in the world. You gotta let me finish my point. Ugh. If this is 1946 in Holland. The Germans had a pretty big presence there. <laughs> We're done having a pretty big presence there at that point. So, yeah, I don't really know much about World War Two. So. Yeah, well, there you Thanks, go, babe. It's historically accurate, as I'm saying. Anyway, they falsely sounded the dike alarm, and they're run out of town. And uh, you know, your girl goes with Pluto because mm-hmm. she's run out of town too. She's she's his ride or die. She's yeah. like snuggling up on him. <laughs> 
And, I believe in you, babe. Yeah. And they realize as they're heading out of town that there's water coming out of the wall that's holding back the dike. Correct. Or that is the dike. That wall. is the dike. Yeah, correct. That's holding back the water. And so Pluto runs back in town to ring the bell. While and, she plugs the hole. Yeah, she did plug the hole <laughs> <laughs> with her arm. Yeah. Her like foot. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he runs back into town to ring the bell again, but everyone's like, false alarm, uh, like, get out of town. And <laughs> if I see you, you again. Uh. Yeah, they throw their wooden sh- clogs at yeah. him. <laughs> uh, very accurate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but so what Pluto does is he, like, sabotages different people. Like, he steals a guy's smoking pipe. Well, because they say if he, if he comes back again, they're going to throw him off the dike. Yeah. So he's like, well, I mean, if you guys are going to fuck with me on the dike, that's how I'm going to get you there. I'm Lassie, bro. Yeah. So he steals a guy's pipe, and he sits in someone's milk bucket that yeah. he's milking a cow, and that, he, that kind he, of stuff. He undoes a chick's braid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they all chase him, and he leads them to the dike, where they see that his girl is now half her body yeah, is in the hole. Her ass is in there. <laughs> and uh, they realize that the dike is leaking, and he saved the day. Oh. Yeah. And then that's it. They're back in town. They're all happy. She's with him in the in the uh, the, cart. the milk rickshaw. That was her call. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I like. And it. that's it. I thought it was adorable. I really. Yeah. I, I would say this is one of my favorite ones, actually. I don't know if I would go with favorite, but it was it was good. It was cute. Yeah. I mean, of the ones we've watched. Yeah. For, for sure. This, I think it was probably one of my favorites. And I mean, bonus points for No Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. That. Because if he was in here, he'd have been fucking creeping all over this doggy chick. Because Donald doesn't discriminate. Like. <laughs> And the Dutch. Yeah. (laughs) Tulips, wooden clogs. We're familiar with that. If I could do a Donald Duck accent, I would say, I got tulips for you here, toots. Oh my God. I'm just saying. That's what he would say. Every time, you guys. That's what he would say. Earlier in the week, I was like, we're going to have a day off of school because of Tulip Time Festival. And Kevin's like, I got tulips for you right here. Every fucking time. (laughs) Or or that I have something for her tulips. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, what? See what I put up with, what? you guys. Uh, like a straw. I'm talking about a straw. A, a straw. Don't drink my milkshake. <laughs> get the fuck away from my milkshake. It brings no boys to the yard. <laughs> this is where you get all these dated 15-year-old fucking references. Yeah. It's probably like 10. We're but. really dating ourselves today. <laughs> the VHS podcast is changing lives. Here's some testimonials. Bill from Tallahassee, Florida says, I was able to quit my job and get a Ferrari, just like Magnum P.I. Sue from San Diego, California says, Wow, it really helped with my crippling depression. Thanks, Via VHS. And Tom from Charlotte, North Carolina says, It cured my genital warts. Wow. Listen to the Via VHS podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Um, Our feature film. Kevin. If we were to get down to business, would be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. You guys have probably heard of it. A lot of you probably don't know that this is actually a Disney movie because it wasn't released under Disney. No. It was released under Touchstone Pictures, which was owned by Disney. Oh, weird. Uh, It came out in 1988, directed by Robert Zemeckis. You probably have heard of him, and if you haven't, Get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, it's based on a novel, actually, which I didn't know. No, neither did it I. It was written by Gary K. Wolf, not uh, your guy who does Law & Order. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun. Dun, dun. 
Um, the novel is called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Runtime is about 104 minutes. And budget was $50.6 million. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin said, released, or like I said, released by Touchstone Pictures. Okay. It's also not called Roger Rabbit, as I keep saying. Yeah, no. It's it's who who framed, framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit? Yeah. I'm just saving some words. <laughs> okay. All right. So here is the production. Disney bought the rights in 1981. And for those of you scoring at home, that's seven fucking years before it came out. Yep. Uh, Ron Miller, who was the guy running Disney at the time, the Disney Studios. The football player. Yeah. Um, he thought they could create a blockbuster with this story. He really thought, you know, it would be a big deal. In 1982, Robert Zemeckis offered to direct it, but they were like, no, no thanks, because his previous films bombed, and his previous films at the time were I Want to Hold Your Hand and Used Cars. Yeah. I have not seen either of those, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> 1983, they did some test footage, and then in 1985, once all the takeover stuff happened, we had some new people come in, Eisner and, uh, what's his, what's his Katzenberg? Katzenberg, yeah. Katzenberg. So yeah, 1985, they came in, the project was revamped by Michael Eisner. He brought Steven Spielberg on through Amblin Entertainment to produce the film. Smart move. Yeah. Steven yeah. Spielberg. <laughs> So He's done a couple things with that. So point. they decided to greenlit greenlight the film at thirty million dollars. That's a little bit less than fifty. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit less. At the time, though, even that thirty million, it was the most expensive animation to be greenlit. And as we know from before, the more you spend on a movie, the better it is. <laughs> That's how you get masterpieces like the Black Cauldron, that you guys. You gotta spend the Such money to make money. A masterpiece. God damn, it's so good. One of the best. Films. Go back and listen to that episode, you guys. Yeah, you'll one get of it. the best films <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is the most expensive animation to be greenlit. Jeffrey Katzenberg argued that hybrid animation mixed with live action would save the animation studios. And that's so odd that he would argue that. Yeah, because they wanted to do away with the animation yeah. studios. But now they're like, oh, if we do this movie. So, yeah. Terry Gilliam, uh, he was working. I forget which films he does. Terry Gilliam? He did uh, uh, Fear and Loathing ah, okay. in the 90s, obviously. I can't remember what he's doing yeah. in the 80s. But. So Terry Gilliam is a director. He rejected an offer uh, to take on this film and direct for Roger Rabbit. So they went back to Zemeckis because, yeah. oh, hey, oh, hey. Now yeah. we're going to suck on your dick because you did Romancing the Stone and Back to the Fucking Future. You may have heard of it. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Back to the Future. I've heard, I've heard good things about yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what this movie is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Spielberg was able to convince other studios, so like WB, the Fleischer Studios, Turner, Universal, um, to lend their animated characters to the movie. So now they're working with other studios. Just pretty integral, if yeah. you know the movie. Richard Williams was hired as the animation director, despite his disdain of Disney bureaucracy. <laughs> and Zemeckis wanted the film to be like Disney's high quality of animation, but with Warner Brothers characterization and the Tex Avery humor. Hell yes. Yeah. So getting that like Looney Tunes humor in, yep. um, but with Disney style. Exactly. Okay. Alternate titles of this movie, the working titles were Murder in Toontown, <laughs> Toons, <laughs> Dead tunes don't pay that bills. Fucking owns. <laughs> uh, the Toontown trial, trouble in Toontown, and Eddie goes to Toontown. See, I could roll out Eddie goes to Toontown or Dead tunes don't pay bills. Like I can totally see the movie poster for either of those. But and that it's title like, has nothing to do with anything. What Dead tunes don't pay bills? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. 
And if I've learned if I've learned anything from good either album titles or song titles, they don't need to have fucking anything to do with the content of the song or movie to be awesome. Sometimes it works. You just yeah. need something to get the people in, babe. That's why we're here. <laughs> so as far as being released, Eisner and Roy Disney felt that Roger Rabbit was way too risky. And you know what? For once, I agree with these fuckers. Yes. Um, Zemeckis, though, he had control over the final cuts and he refused to make any changes. Good for him. And I'm uh, totally behind that as well. Good for you, dude. Katzenberg and Roy Disney then decided that it should be released under their Touchstone Pictures branch. Yeah. So that's how it came to be. Okay. So let's talk about the movie. We had it on VHS. We did. We looked for a while. Because, <laughs> you know, early on when we started this project back in, it's almost been a year. <gasps> it might be our anniversary. <gasps> yeah. Our podcast one year anniversary. Uh, um, but yeah, so a year ago when we started this and I was looking for VHS tapes, I saw copies of Roger Rabbit everywhere. You saw copies of Who Framed Roger Rabbit everywhere. Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't purchase them because I thought, oh, that's way down the line. And I have since told her, you guys, whenever she sees something, buy it. Because it might fucking sell. And that yeah. has happened. Like, multiple, with The Little Mermaid, the fucking Lion King. Like, shit that you would think yeah. would be readily available. Like, no. They, they get bought up. Well, and, like, the Tigger movie, I told you there's, like, three copies yeah. at the local store. You need to go buy that. Yes. Now. You're like, oh, why didn't you get it? And I was like, eh, it's the Tigger movie. <laughs> no one's going to buy it. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, but I have found, like, talking to my students... Because um, a lot of them are very traditional. Um, a lot of them tell me, like, oh, yeah, we have a VHS player and we use VHS tapes. Like, it's a thing. It's yeah. coming back. Yeah. I'm not even, like, I'm not even being, like, sarcastic about it. Yeah. VHS tapes are making a comeback. Even when I went to buy some VHS tapes, like, there was a lady blocking me yeah. and, like, picking them all out. And yeah. I was like, bitch, move over. And there, got, on, there honestly is a reason for that because, like, you know, Netflix and uh, Amazon and all those streaming sites, they have a rotating library and sometimes you can't find stuff and the prices are going up oh that too that too our netflix account went up yeah but it's funny because one of the first advertisements you see well the only advertisement you see on this vhs tape is for other touchstone movies yeah and they say uh like you can purchase these at the price of 1999 and i was like holy shit for this fucking vhs tape but when that was your only option true like that's how much dvds cost blu-rays they're more now obviously because of inflation but yeah yeah so i was like holy shit because yeah fucking nes 20 bucks for a vhs nes back in the day used to cost a shitload of money yeah Crazy. Yeah. So crazy. <laughs> Anyways, we have some brief credits, and then they flash the title, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. And then we start this Looney Tunes-style, like, cartoon intro. It looks like Tiny Tunes. Yeah. Is what it reminds me of, yeah. Yeah. And it stars Baby Herman and Roger Rabbit. And the premise of this short cartoon is that Roger Rabbit is babysitting Baby Herman. It's a lot like the one, the short that we saw. Yeah. It's the same premise, but inside of a house instead of the woods. Yeah. So he's, he's trying to babysit Baby Herman. He uh, Baby Herman gets out of his crib, starts to go all over the kitchen because he wants these cookies that are on top of the fridge. Mm-hmm. So he has to like avoid all this danger unknowingly, obviously, and Roger has to protect him all the while. Yeah, so he's like climbing on... On top of the kitchen counter, and as he crawls past the stove, his foot accidentally <laughs> hits, the burner. hits the knob, so yeah. the burners turn on after he walks by it. <laughs> um, but like Roger's like chasing after him, and like things happen where like Roger ends up in the oven, and yeah. then the oven gets turned on, but then he shoots out because he's cooked. Yeah, and then he goes in, into the uh, the ironing board that comes out of the wall, and he 
some of the uh, the knives and stuff like that. I can't remember where they come out of. Because the baby like hit the hit like a plank or something yeah. that hit the knife jar, there that knife go. drawer, and they all went flying at Roger. So there's always really, really great. It's really good slapstick. Uh, very violent, yes. <laughs> dangerous. That's what slapstick. makes it good, folks. Um, so basically, what the way it happens is that the baby ends up on top of a fridge. Yes, to, to get the cookie. The cookie jar, and it falls on Roger. And then the door opens, and he's laying there with, like, his head. Well, you have to say, the refrigerator falls on his fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> it falls on his head. Yeah. But the door opens. It and looks like the Wicked Witch of the of the East. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, uh, the fridge door swings open, and then you just see Roger with, like, birds flying yeah. around his head. And, the and then the director yells, cut, cut! I wanted stars! Yeah. Uh, he's like, read the script. It says stars. <laughs> I, he, I can do stars. Yeah, That's like, a pretty good Roger. He right. keeps hitting himself in yeah, the head. With like a mallet. But he can't get stars. <laughs> um, so we find out at this time that baby Herman is old. Yeah, he talks like this, like Roger. Yeah. And as they're walking off the set. Smoking uh, a cigar. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. Walking under a woman's dress. Don't worry about that. Yeah. That's weird. You got to get to the fucking, his trailer. Yeah. Um. So it pans over to a guy who is kind of a detective kind of person. Yeah. And he's like, ugh, tune. <laughs> and then we see this guy walking into Mr. Maroon's. Uh, office and Mr. Maroon is like the studio. The owner. studio head, yeah. Yeah. And it also tells us that it's Hollywood in 1947. Yep. Which I love that this is a time period. <laughs> yeah. It has to be if it's noir. So Mr. Maroon is telling him, telling this detective whose name ends up being Eddie Valiant. That's right. Played by Bob Hoskins. God rest his soul. What has he done? What else has he done? Uh, he was in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the big ones that I remember is like a huge flop. That's sad. But no, he's like he's a very acclaimed actor. Oh yes, okay. yeah, of the time. I, I mean, I only know him from this. So. And I'm pretty sure he's English. Maybe. Yeah, which is crazy. Anyway, so Mr. Maroon is telling Eddie that uh, Roger Rabbit hasn't been performing up to par, and they're going over budget because he just can't do his lines or his scenes. It's because he's out of focus. Yeah, he thinks something's going on with Roger Rabbit's wife. So he's asking Eddie to follow her yeah. and get some photos and see what's going on. And Eddie just kind of hesitant. Yeah. We realize he's a drunk. <laughs> he's an alcoholic. And uh, he takes the case because he gets a whole hundred dollars yeah. out of Mr. Maroon, which is a lot of money for exactly. back then. <laughs> and he goes over to have a drink by the uh, drink cart by the window and he's scared because suddenly Dumbo pops up in the window. <laughs> and Mr. Maroon's like, these tunes are great. They work for peanuts. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then he says he like hired the whole cast of Fantasia. Yeah. So like when they look out the window, there's like the Fantasia people. And then a box spills open and instruments, like cartoon yeah. instruments pop out. It's a lot of really great stuff. So Eddie goes outside onto the lot. And that's where we see the Fantasia cast. There's some Warner Brothers tunes. And he jumps on a tram with some kids who are smoking. Yeah. And they head into town to, like, where he lives, which is just like a yeah. private detective studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. As he gets off the tram, he tells the kids, thanks for the cigarettes. It was kind of a cute scene. It was. Like, <laughs> like it kind of humanizes him a little bit. Shows yeah. you that, like, he's not completely Because he, like, helped grab inside. one of the kids yeah, and, like, to get him out of the tram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, oh, kids and cigarettes. That's right. Now they just vape. <laughs> you can never bum a vape off a kid. Yeah, you can. <laughs> 
Um, so he ends up going across the street from his place to a bar where there's a woman named Dolores. Kevin's girl. Uh-huh. Is she one of your girls? What's that? Is she one of your girls? No, I don't think so. No. She's nice. She's but... feisty. <laughs> she reminds me of the gal from um, Peach Dragon. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and basically, her and Eddie are going back and forth about settling his tab because it's Friday. Or Friday's coming, and uh, he's he's got a tab to pay for. <laughs> and he's like, look, I just took this job, and he's paying me 50 bucks up front so you can get your money. But can I borrow your camera? Because I have to do this job. And uh, some guy overhears that he's working for Maroon. And so he's giving him Eddie a hard time about a tune case. And that's when Eddie grabs this guy by the throat. And does he, like, shove an egg down his throat or something? He shoves an egg into his mouth. In his mouth? Yeah. yeah. Someone pointed that it's out. a hard-boiled egg. Yeah, someone pointed that out as, like, a... Detective, uh, what's the movie? What? What's the movie with Paul Newman? Okay. With eggs. Oh, uh, Cool Hand Luke? Yeah. That's not a detective movie. No? No. That's when I was like making a connection about it. Oh, I, I, I would have just said like it's a hard boiled detective story. Uh, like a, like a joke. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but yeah, so Eddie grabs him by the throat and is really mad and he walks away. And Dolores is like, a tune killed his brother. Yeah. He dropped a piano on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Which shouldn't be funny. I know, I know. But <laughs> dropped a piano on his I head. Know. <laughs> anyway, so Eddie takes the camera and he goes to the club, the Ink and Paint Club, I think it's called. Yeah. Which has cartoon performers, but cartoons are not allowed to go there as patrons. <laughs> Someone was like, it's the 1940s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Those cartoon rights. <laughs> um, and as he enters, there's like this giant gorilla who's the bouncer. <laughs> and as he walks into the bar, uh, there's a piano duel going on between a couple cartoons yeah. who you may have heard of. Mr. Mr. Daffy and Donald Duck. Yeah. <laughs> And Daffy's like, I can't understand this guy. Does anyone know what he's saying? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's just this long scene where, like, they each get their heads stuck in the piano mm-hmm. and they're, like, shooting things at each other. And uh, Ed, uh, Eddie walks up to a guy who is Mr. Acme who sprays him with ink. <laughs> and Eddie's like, what the fuck, dude? And Acme's just laughing. And he's like, it's disappearing ink. So it, like, fades away. Mm-hmm. That comes back around later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Eddie has a seat. There is a penguin waiter. Eddie orders a scotch on the rocks, and he says, I, I mean, mean ice. ice. <laughs> Which, apparently, I didn't get the first time around. Because I didn't realize when the penguin brought his drink that he put rocks in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I watched this movie two times in the past week. Oh, so, babe. Yeah. Um, and then Betty Boop comes over. Oh, yeah, she does. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I still got it, Eddie. Yeah, you, you, you do. It's like, oh, that was like to me. That's like, oh. Right. And then, uh, music changes. Yeah. And get ready. Because it's time. Yeah. It's <laughs> this is every teenage boy is <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Teenage, teenage boy? Well, I'm just saying. Maybe. I guess. I, I think current day. Kevin. Oh, come on now. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, the sexy music starts. It's like sultry music. Yeah. And Jessica Rabbit steps out. Do we see her leg first? Yep. Like her leg pokes out of the curtain. Yeah, like, then... like like that thing from Showgirls from the yeah. poster. Yeah. Uh, so she comes out and, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's just an everyday average woman. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you always say she's the cartoon version of Christina Hendricks? 
A lot skinnier, but yeah. 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 She's not, Christina Hendricks isn't. What? No, I'm just saying Christina Hendricks isn't not skinny. She's a, a shapely gal, is what I'll say. Yeah, but not in and, a bad way. I don't know. But I'm, I don't know. Because I feel like that'll come off wrong. Yeah. But like the way that uh, somebody's drawn, like they draw women very skinny. Like the the proportions are uh, they way don't have, off. They don't have rib cages. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what's funny is Eddie's like, she's married to Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. And Betty Boop's like, what a lucky gal. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he watches her perform. She kind of puts her boobies in his face yeah. and gets really close to him. And you can tell he's like, whew. Sweating yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, after the performance, he heads, uh, out in the back, like an alley, and he sees Acme heading into Jessica Rabbit's dressing room. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to Snoop, but the gorilla catches him <laughs> and throws him out. And then he peeks through the alley window, and he can hear them playing patty cake, yep. and he starts taking pictures, and all we hear is like, patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> which totally went over my head as yeah. a child. <laughs> um, so we end up in Maroon's office next, and Eddie has the photos, and they're showing it to Roger Rabbit. Oh, my God! Patty, not patty no. cake! No. Not my wife! And then we get to see the photos, and they're literally painted. Yeah, they're just like bad and cake. Oh. And uh, so Roger Rabbit takes a shot of alcohol. Well, Eddie gives him a shot. No, Maroon does. Does he? Okay. Yeah, Maroon does. Yeah. And uh, this makes him like smoke comes out yeah, of his Yeah, like blows, blows top. Blows, like a train whistle. Blows up into the ceiling, goes crazy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Roger Rabbit, Ra- Roger Rabbit ends up losing his mind. He like runs through the window and then we have like the silhouette of him yeah. in the window <laughs> and he's in the alleyway crying. Okay. Eddie goes home and he develops some more photos and they show us what they are. And there's like pictures of Dolores when they went on vacation, yeah. pictures of his brother. They pan to his brother's desk. And then the next morning, the lieutenant shows up. Eddie had fallen asleep on his desk. He was drunk. Yep. Lieutenant shows up, and he tells him... Uh, Acme is dead. Yeah, Mr. Acme died. And they assume that Roger Rabbit, Rabbit did it because <laughs> he was so enraged. He was so distraught, yeah. Yeah. So he heads to the Acme building, and it's kind of like... The Acme building, there's like a warehouse, mm. and on the other side of the warehouse is like Toontown. And yeah. Things. Yeah. So <laughs> they're there, and... They find Mr. Acme's body. With a safe dropped on his head. Yeah. So, like you said earlier, the Wicked Witch, like, his legs are just sticking. Yeah. Again, not funny. It's fucking funny. But funny. (laughs) Um, And there's just a lot of, like, gags in this warehouse. Like, there's boxes of squeaky shoes. Yeah. And there's, like, boxes of these, like, portal holes. They're just, like, these black holes that you stick on the wall. Yeah, you would throw on a wall to, like, run through or step through. Yeah. And they have, like, this uh, this mallet that you can press a button and a boxing glove comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. so they're collecting evidence, and Jessica Rabbit ends up coming to the warehouse, and she smacks Eddie in the face, <laughs> and she is pissed at him about taking those pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also meet Judge Doom, and he has a troop of weasels. <laughs> Judge Doom is scary as fuck. He is fucking great. So creepy. I remember being terrified of him as a kid. Now, are you going to say uh, the Judge Doom stuff? Later on, or 
Should we tell them now who was supposed to play Judge Doom? Oh, you initially? can tell him now. Uh, well, he's played by Christopher Lloyd in the movie, which makes sense because Christopher Lloyd worked with Robert he Zemeckis on Back to the Future. To the Future. Um, but in this, originally, Judge Doom was supposed to be played by Tim Curry. <laughs> and they said, and this is most likely accurate, that he was too scary too as creepy. Judge Doom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, imagine that in your mind's eye. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being a kid and being like, that guy looks like the guy who was the doc... From Back, to the, Back to the Future. Yeah. And now I'm older. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the same person. Do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so Judge Doom, you get a sense that he doesn't like cartoons very much. That's yeah, kind of weird. Even though he's chilling with some cartoon weasels. Yeah. Which weasels are great. They are fucking great. Uh, but there's like a squeaky shoe that got out. And yeah. it's like rubbing and rubbing up against Dr. Do- or, Dr. I keep Doom. wanting to call him Dr. Richard! <laughs> It's rubbing up against Judge Doom like a cat would. And he takes it, and he takes it over to the dip, which is something he created, which is like turpentine, acetate, and benzene. Benzene, yeah. yeah and he dips the shoe. Yeah, like slowly shoe. dips the shoe. And as he's dipping it in into the dip, like the, the dip, dip turns from dip the... we dip? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your hand up on my hip. Uh, <laughs> so as he's dipping the shoe in there... It goes from this green color to like it, it, it becomes red. So it's it's kind of graphic for a cartoon, and the, and the tune is just like almost screaming like the entire time, and it's it's very heartbreaking. This and this shoe is like a sentient being. It has yeah, feelings. Exactly, it's That's alive, and he, he just, just dipped it in acid. Yeah, he like, just murdered it. Oh, it's so sad. Um, so yeah, so that that's our introduction. He's to, a nice guy. to Judge Doom. He's a yeah, nice guy. yeah, it seems seems well. So we head back to Eddie's place, and he's heading to his front door inside the hallway, and baby, well, he sees a woman with a baby carriage, and she has a lighter, and she's going to light inside the baby carriage. And Eddie's like, what are you doing? And it ends up that baby Herman is in there, and she's just lighting his cigar. Yep. And so he finds out that Baby Herman's an old man. Because there's this weird point where he's like, yeah, I'm a 50-year-old, you know, lost or 50-year-old, what does he say? Oh, because he, so Baby Herman has, like, this thing for his nanny. Yeah, he's got, he's got 50-year-old lust, but a three-year dinky. Yeah, he, like, smacks <laughs> her on the ass, and he's like, go away from me, or whatever. Yeah, so it's his three-year-old dinky. That's, that's. That's disgusting. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, so that he's telling Eddie that Acme had a will. And that this was all a setup. There's something that doesn't seem right about it because Acme's will is lost. And he hands Eddie a newspaper with the photo of Acme and Jessica playing patty cake. Yep. And he's like, something's not right about this. And Eddie's like, okay. And he pushes baby Herman down the hall. Like he just, like, just shoves his yeah. carriage away and he goes into his room. <laughs> And he sits down to have a drink, and when he sets his glass down on the newspaper, it magnifies part of the photo. Yeah. Which is the pocket of Mr. Acme that says, last will and testament. Yeah. So. So he's like, that's interesting. And so keep that in mind. Yeah. (laughs) He is tired. He's drunk. He pulls out his Murphy's bed, and he rolls in it, and as he turns over... There's Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he does not like Roger. <laughs> Say about that. He's, he's, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. 
it, whenever he does that, it makes me think of the Paula Abdul song. Oh. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> and, and what's the music video with the fox or the wolf? Two uh, steps forward, two yeah, steps yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Paula Abdul. Same time period. Uh-huh. Um. So, yeah, so Roger Rabbit is saying he was so distraught. He didn't kill the guy, but he was so distraught that he wrote Jessica a love letter. <laughs> and Eddie's like, you were so distraught you wrote a love letter? And he's like, yeah, I knew she wouldn't have played patty cake unless she was forced to. <laughs> I was like, oh, Roger. Um, so Roger Rabbit tries to, like, sit in Eddie's brother's chair, yeah. on, like, at his desk. And there's this really cool scene where he, like, grabs the chair, and then Eddie yells at him, and when he moves his hand away, there's, like, two fingerprints in the dust yeah. from Roger Rabbit. I was like, oh, that's really cool that they did that that way. <laughs> oh, it's so convincing. Um, so Roger Rabbit hides in his closet, because Eddie just yelled at him. Eddie goes, chases him in the closet. He's like, that's the closet, you idiot. And when he opens it up, Roger Rabbit cuffs him. <laughs> now they're cuffed together. Okay. At this time, there's a commotion outside because the weasels are arriving <laughs> to get Roger Rabbit. <laughs> they arrive at the door, so you just see their shadow at yeah. the door. And, and the voice. The yeah. voice is so fucking great. And they shoot at the doorknob, and they bust in, and yeah. you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Yeah. And there's just Eddie washing he's his washing, laundry. He's washing some dishes. No, he's washing his laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laundry in the sink with some suds. <laughs> and the weasels are, like, weaseling around, yeah. basically. And uh, there's some, like, there's some great stuff going on there where he, the weasel are, like, peeking in and he, like, pulls his socks out. But every time the weasel looks away, Roger, like, pops back up to breathe. And then Eddie shoves him back in. And uh, some stuff happens where uh, Eddie's, like, stuffs soap in the weasel's mouth. Yeah. Because he's he's talking smack. He's talking shit. Yeah. We know all about him, Valiant, all right? Where's the rabbit? (laughs) So he shoves soap in his mouth, which makes all the other weasels laugh. And the main weasel's like, dude, stop laughing. If you keep on like this, you're going to die of laughter. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't find Roger, even though they're suspicious. They still leave. And then uh, now Eddie is stuck with Roger attached to him at the wrist. (laughs) So he heads across the street to the bar to go see Dolores. He sneaks Roger Rabbit in in his trench coat. And Dolores says, so tell me, Eddie, is that a rabbit in your pocket or are you happy to see me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she takes him in the back where there's like a speakeasy room, a hidden room. And there's these two peepholes. And Roger's like, oh, this is a great, great place to keep watch. And his eyes like poke out of the peephole and knock over someone's glass. (laughs) It's so great. I love it. Um, so Eddie grabs a hacksaw so he can start hacking at the cuffs. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing it, the box wobbles. So Roger Rabbit slips out of the cuffs and holds the box still for him. And Eddie's like, oh, thanks. And then he's like, you mean to tell me you could have taken your hand out of there <laughs> this whole time? And Roger's like, only when it was at the most funniest. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that. And then they're talking about, like... They need to get to the judge for something about the probate. Yeah, probate court. Yeah. yeah. And Roger keeps going on about how his uncle had a bad probate yeah. and had to see a doctor. And they're like, that's a prostate, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really great stuff going on. Um, he leaves Roger there with Dolores. He's like, can you 
keep him there for a while. He's got to go figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. So Eddie heads back to his place where Jessica Rabbit is. Jessica Rabbit is. And uh, <laughs> she delivers the iconic line of the movie. Yeah. She's like, oh. and uh, <laughs> how's that go? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, <it's> so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, bitch. Oh, I, I love it when you sound nauseated. Which is <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you're in my presence. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jessica Rabbit arrives. They exchange some very uh, risque lines. Yeah. And he says some things to her, and that's when she says, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> yeah. And she's telling him that Maroon set her up and uh, that she, he wanted her, he paid her to play Patty mm-hmm. Cake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and Jessica Rabbit, like, has her arms around him at this point, and he was getting dressed, but his pants fell down, yeah. so he's in his boxers, and that's when Dolores walks in, and she was, like, dabbling in watercolors now, eh? Yes! And I had to have you explain that joke to me, because I thought, is it, are his boxers watercolor painted? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. I still don't get it. Sorry, it's a sexual reference. Continue. Is this like a known sexual reference? Like, is this a thing, or is this just you making it up? No, I don't think so. It could it could be either uh, you're dabbling in water sports, if you've ever heard of that, or uh, like if you're if you're dabbling in watercolor, basically saying that you're getting into the the colors, like you know, with tunes. Uh, You know what I mean? Oh, that makes more sense than what you told me last time. Yeah. Oh, you told me last time was gross. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Dolores is a little jealous. <laughs> not too happy about that. And uh, they hear some music coming from the bar across the street, so they head back over to Dolores' bar, and Roger Rabbit is singing. He's keeping a low profile, just like they told him to. And hitting himself in the head with <laughs> dish plates. Um, so they go to hide him in the room because Dolores signals that Judge Doom is coming, not Dr. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and Judge Doom is walking around and he's like, This is a funny song to be playing with, you know, seems like a tune would be listening to this. And uh, he walks around, he's asking anyone if they've seen a rabbit, which one of the guys is like, I got a rabbit for you right here. <laughs> and then he pretends to have an invisible rabbit named Harvey, which apparently that movie or show about Harvey the Invisible Rabbit yeah. didn't come out until like 1950. Okay. So the timeline on that is wrong. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Where did anyway. they get the idea from? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Doc Judge Doom, Judge Doom. Yes. Who is Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom is fucking Victor Von Doom. He's a villain of the Fantastic Four. Uh, originally, he worked with Reed Richards. What's funny? And he is he is the fucking ruler of fucking. Latveria and New Latveria. What's funny is I've never seen any of the Fantastic Four movies or read any Fantastic Four. And well, I, I was going to say, as far as the movies go, you're all right. I the, the new Est one was the closest to being, like, maybe decent, but the other ones are complete yeah. dog shit. So. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Dr. Doom. Because you love Chris Evans. I do love Chris Oh, America's ass. <laughs> oh, I just love Stand task. Chris Evans. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. He's my Jessica Rabbit. Uh-huh. All right. So... Judge Doom is like, don't worry, I know what to do. No tune can resist a shave and a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) So he keeps going around and, like, knocking. 
Yeah. And like Roger is in the back, like shaking, like he's trying so hard not to respond. And eventually he's like, shave and a haircut. <laughs> and uh, Roger bursts through the wall and says whatever the next line yeah. is. Is it two bits? I, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So then he finds Roger Rabbit and he's going to dip him <laughs> in a barrel of dip. And, and then Eddie says, you know, wait. Like, before you dip him, I think you should have a last drink. And Roger Rabbit's like, I don't. Yes, you do. I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. And then Eddie goes, you don't. And I do. <laughs> so Roger takes this shot, which, just like last time. Yeah. Blows through the roof. Blows through the roof. Things go crazy. And then he and Eddie go outside, and uh, Roger hails a tune cab yeah. named Benny. And there's this really awesome car chase. They go through an alley. Um, they get s- go over a bridge. And eventually, he, Roger, and Eddie go hide in at a movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Eddie tells Roger? Yeah, about oh. his backstory. Yeah, how, how a tomb killed his brother. It, it, he tells him about how him and his brother were going back into Toontown there investigating a specific case. Mm-hmm. And that's when he, he starts to detail the guy that... Uh, killed his brother, dropped a piano on him. How he had, you know, these bright red eyes and the super high pitched voice and laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dolores shows up too because she brought them some supplies, and uh, they share this moment where they're about to kiss, and mm-hmm. then Roger Rabbit's sitting there with like yeah, his, hearts on his eyes, his ha- his chin on his hands, yeah. like oh, don't mind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and as they're leaving, there's a newsreel playing on the screen where they talk about Maroon's real estate deal and yep. how he just landed this huge real estate deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need words for that. Um, so Eddie heads to Maroon and he goes in and he has Roger Rabbit stay at the car. Yep. But as Roger Rabbit is staying behind, someone hits him in the head and stuffs him in a trunk. Yep. We don't know who yet. Okay. Eddie pretends to have Acme's will to kind of go and bribe Maroon with it. Like, yep. oh, I have his will, but I'll only give it to you if you give me money. Yep. Maybe a hundred bucks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to get the truth out of him. But Maroon is kind of putting a wall up. So Eddie takes Maroon's tie and he stuffs it in like a like a film reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his tie keeps getting wound up in it. Yep. And so Maroon goes on about... How he blackmailed Acme. Yeah. But did he say why? Was it because of anything in particular yet? No, I think it, I think it was all about the land. Yeah, yeah. Um, as this is happening, we see a gun peek out from behind a curtain. Yep. It's like a really long, skinny barrel of yep. a gun. And it ends up shooting Maroon, Maroon in the back a couple of times. Before he can say who's setting him up to do all these, yep. these things. Eddie runs to the window and he sees Jessica Rabbit. Like fleeing. Yeah, yeah. So um, he ends up going out and chasing the car, which we now know is Jessica Rabbit, who is the one that kidnapped Roger Rabbit. Yep. He chases them down to the Toontown tunnel that leads to Toontown, and Eddie stops short of going through the tunnel. He thinks about it. He hesitates, and then he gets out a cartoon gun that was in the back of his car. It's, or, in, a, it's in a case. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, no, it was in his glove box. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, but he opens up the case, 
And that's where all these like cartoon bullets are at. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a comically large cartoon gun. Yeah. Like and, a revolver. And they like the bullets are like these like Native Americans and cowboys yep. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um so he takes those out and they're like, Hey Eddie, we missed you. And he's about to take a drink, and then he pours it out and he throws it up in the air and he shoots one of those bullets at mm-hmm. it, which is one of the Native American ones. And the Native American bullet <laughs> gets close to it and then it like whips out a tomahawk yep. and smashes the alcohol bottle in the air. And I don't know what happens to the spent bullets at that point. Like, yeah. Because he asked me that. I was like, I don't know, honestly. I was like, does he collect them? What, yeah, what, right? Do they come back? Yeah. What, what's going on? Dude, just flies do, forever. Or is it like a, a wasp where they sting you the one time and die? <laughs> God, wasps are the worst. I thought that was bees. And I thought wasps could sting you multiple times. You're right. Because you remember that wasp that ended up in my bed and it stung me in the foot? Yeah. Ugh. Fucking <laughs> wasp. Piece of shit. God. Yeah. Anyway. Wasps. Um, so yeah, so he decides to enter Toontown. And as he's driving through, we have like like a song, and it looks like yeah. a silly symphony with the trees swaying and all the cartoons are running around and these hummingbirds are like, Hi Eddie, bye Eddie, hi Eddie. <laughs> and it distracts him and he crashes into something. He crashes into a pole, yeah. No. He oh. does not. Um, because he gets out and he looks and he crashed into Jessica Rabbit's car. Oh, he rear-ended okay. it, yeah, but yeah. they had already crashed into something else. Yep. So there was like an accident there already that he crashed into. Yeah. Um, so he gets out and he thinks he sees Jessica Rabbit in a window of like a high, like a high-rise apartment. Yeah. So he goes in and he gets in an elevator, which is being ran by Droopy Dog. Yep. Is that his name? Yeah. Droopy dog? Droopy. Droopy dog. Going up, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> and there's some stuff going on where, like, he, like, falls into the elevator, and then when they go up, it's so fast that he, like... Onto the floor. He, like, becomes a pancake on the floor. But they go too far, so he goes up to the ceiling, like... <laughs> So he climbs out of the elevator, and as he approaches the door where he thinks Jessica Rabbit is, he opens it, and he sees the back of her, and she turns around, and it's not Jessica Rabbit, it's this crazy woman <laughs> who's really ugly, <laughs> uh, yeah, like a warts and stuff yeah. on her face. Imagine Medusa from uh, The Rescuers. And she's like, it's a man! <laughs> and she starts chasing him. She was, I think, the scariest thing about the movie to me as a kid. Probably, yeah. Because, like, it was like a bait and switch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, who's this hideous person? Yeah. So she chases him. He goes and runs into a bathroom, but he doesn't see that it says out of order. Yeah. And there's no bathroom. Yep. It's like they're like, like a... It's a door to nowhere. Uh, yeah. So now he's standing in the air, and there's that moment where he's like... Oh, crap. Yeah, before he falls, where he's, like, just suspended in air, and then he falls, and then he grabs onto, like, a flagpole. Mm-hmm. Well, Tweety Bird walks out on that flat bowl, or flagpole, and he's like, oh, look, little piggies. This little piggy. He's such an asshole. This little piggy. Yeah, why do people like Tweety Bird? I don't know. I've never understood that. Yeah. Like, when girls have, like, Tweety Bird stuff. I, I don't get it. Do. I don't pretend to understand people. I have always rooted for the cat. <laughs> Sylvester. Sylvester, yes. Yeah. Poor Sylvester. Just like that poor coyote. I know. <laughs> anyway. Tweety, uh, one by one, takes Eddie's fingers off the flagpole, and so Eddie falls even more. And how tall is this building? Because he's falling forever. It's very tall. It's yeah. the cartoon town. It's, it's Toontown. <laughs> it's Toontown. Um, and then we have Bugs and Mickey, who are free-falling mm-hmm. next to Eddie, and they have parachutes, and he's like, give me the spare. And they're like, I don't know if you want it. He's like, give me the spare. <laughs> okay, you asked for it. So they give him a bag that says spare. Yeah. And he opens it's it. It's a tire. <laughs> and it's an inflatable tire. <laughs> and he falls. 
Um, but luckily, the crazy, weird woman catches him at the mm. bottom, and she kisses him, and he runs away from her. And as that happens, he t- picks up the lines in the median of the street, yeah. in the middle of the street, and he, like, throws them onto a wall. Because she's <laughs> she chasing runs right that into line. The wall. Yeah. And he's like, ah, tunes. Gets them every time. <laughs> but anyway, that was a great scene. Uh, we end up in the alley with Jessica Rabbit, and she's pointing a gun at Eddie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I knew it. And she's like, Eddie, look out. And she shoots someone behind him. And uh, it ends up being Doom. So Eddie and Jessica Rabbit chase him down. He's like, how long did you suspect it was Judge Doom? And she tells him. And they hail a cab. And Benny the cab comes. They barely escape the weasels. And Acme, Jessica Rabbit was telling Eddie that uh, Acme had told her that Judge Doom wanted Toontown. And In the midst of all this, <laughs> Eddie thinks to ask, why are you with Roger? Yeah, what that makes no sense him? to me. Yeah. He makes me laugh. <laughs> Never underestimate a man who can make you laugh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guy with a sense of humor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so. They're escaping. They're escaping through the tunnel in the cab, and there's a dip spill. Yeah, like and they that, had. That, that blows out Benny's tires. So then he's skidding out, and I think he's the one that crashes into a pole. Yeah, Benny crashes into a pole. Because it messes up his grill. Do you get it? His teeth? <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Was this the, like, infamous part where if you pause it just when, like, Jessica Rabbit's being flung out of the car, you can see her, like, ooh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't care enough to check. Right. <laughs> There's porn available for free on the internet, you guys. <laughs> Cartoon and real life. Come on. Anyway, so now we're at Judge Doom's place? Yep. Yeah, because he captured... They're, yeah, the they're in the warehouse. Because he captured Eddie and Jessica Rabbit after the car crashed. Yep. And the weasels are patting them down for the will, and they reach into Jessica Rabbit's cleavage. Yep. There's a bear trap. Yeah, it's a booby trap. And Eddie's like, nice booby trap. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, all we found on them is a stinking love letter. So they have the love letter from Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit had escaped from the trunk of the car that Jessica Rabbit had stuffed him in. And he had stolen that car. And he stops to pick up Benny the cab. Benny's like, move over because you suck at driving. So we have a cab. Driving a car. Yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, so back at Dooms, he is talking about his Dooms dip. He has like 5,000 gallons with the pressurized nozzle, and he's going to spray it all over Toontown. And this whole thing is so he can build a fucking freeway. A freeway. Yeah. Like, on and off exits for gas stations, urban sprawl, as far as the eye can see, shopping, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> With bathrooms and restaurants. And yeah, basically urban sprawl. Yeah. Roger Rabbit arrives through a water pipe underneath. He like bursts yep. into the scene. Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit end up being tied to a crane hook. Against the wall. Yeah. And uh, that pretty much just leaves Eddie there. And I don't know where Judge... Judge Doom went at this moment. He went to do something. Yeah. Because he left Eddie there with the weasels. And Eddie starts singing. What's that? He like, Eddie starts singing. He starts this like carnival song. And it's all slapsticky. And he like juggles these like weights and they fall on his head. And he's dancing. And he slips on a banana peel. And all this stuff happens and the weasels can't stop laughing. And the weasel again is like, stop that laughing. You're going to kill yourself. (laughs) 
and the weasels start to die off from laughter. Where <laughs> they like they yeah. go stiff and they fall over, and, and the then... angels like leave their body and start ascending. <laughs> Um, so the machine at the time is spraying and it's getting closer and closer to Jessica and Roger, um, especially when that weasel that's operating the crane dies. So Eddie has to run over and stop it. But that's when Judge Doom comes back. And they fight. Yeah. Like there's like a fight going on between Judge Doom and Eddie. And eventually Eddie like opens up a can of glue and it gets stuck on Judge Doom's hand. And then his his foot. And his foot. And it sticks him in front of a steamroller. So that squashes Judge Doom as Eddie is trying to get Jessica Rabbit and uh, and Roger Rabbit down. But then after the steamroller passes, they look and they're like, because oh, he's just a pancake <laughs> peeling off of the ground. And, they're and like, he goes up to a helium tank <laughs> and like put, puts it up to his mouth and inflates himself. This was, like, the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Like, if you're a kid, that was the scariest part. And uh, so, yeah, they find out that he's actually a toon, and his eyes had popped out because they were fake eyes, and he has these red eyes, and he has this really high, Super high voice, voice, Remember me, Eddie? (laughs) (laughs) I killed your brother! (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so it all happens kind of fast where... um, the dip is spraying at Roger Rabbit and Jessica, and Judge Doom uh, turns his like hand into a saw, yep. like a yeah, like a buzz saw, a buzz saw. Thank you. And he's pointing it at Eddie, and he's coming closer and closer. And Eddie's just laying there, but he looks to the side and he sees that uh, the mallet, the mallet that you squeeze and a a boxing glove comes yeah. out. So at the last minute, Eddie like rolls over and grabs that. And he aims it at Judge Doom, except it goes past him, and it hits a different nozzle, which makes the dip pour into the room. Yep. And because it's pouring out... It's the taking pres- all the pressure away. Yeah, it takes the pressure off of the nozzle, so then Jessica and Roger are okay, and it pretty much melts Judge Doom. Yeah. yeah. A la the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and he, he does say, I'm melting up! <laughs> Um, but the crane is still moving forward towards the wall. It breaks down the wall and opens up into Toontown. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, so Judge Doom is gone and dead and melted and eviscerated. (laughs) It's pretty much, yeah, Uh, yeah, it's pretty gross. Because they leave behind, like, his clothes and there's, like, a rubbery mask. Yeah. But it's got, like, red from where the eyes were. And I was like, oh. Good. It's so gross. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Eddie turns on the like fire system, like sprinkler system. Yeah, to uh, wash all the dip out. Yeah, and then Dolores and the Lieutenant arrive. Um, the ink on Eddie's shirt is back again, and Ra- and everybody's wondering like, where's the will? Yeah, like and they Ra- can't find it, and all they have is just this blank, or it's not a blank piece of paper; it's the love, love letter. Because Roger Rabbit's like, oh, that Acme, it's disappearing reappearing ink ha 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 so then he looks at the letter and he's like roger read your love letter and as he's reading it the ink reappears and that's actually his will (laughs) and then roger rabbit goes to shake eddie's hand and it's got a handshake buzzer and they're like don't tell me you've turned into a grouch again and eddie's like does this answer your question and he kisses him on the face (laughs) and all the animals and tunes who've come out of toontown to watch are laughing Mm -hmm. And, yeah. 
Um, it ends with everyone walking into Toontown happy, I mm. guess. And then we have Porky Pig. He's like, that's all, folks. And then he's like, oh, I like the sound of that. And he does the Porky Pig, that's all, folks. Yeah. And then Tinkerbell comes and waves her wand, and that's the end of the that's movie. That's it. That's it, boys. Yeah. Um, I had read, because they wanted to know, like, where... Like, one of the cartoons says, like, like where did Judge do... Like, who? I wonder who he really was, as far as, being, like, cartoon land. Yeah. And I had read that he is the person who killed Bambi's mom. And you said that's canon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look on the Wikipedia yeah. page, which we know is 100% factual. It, it is. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like that was a long synopsis, but unlike an animated movie, it had a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, sorry, sorry for the long synopsis. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're already like an hour into That's this. Okay. okay. So, the release, the reception. Yeah. This movie grossed $11.2 million in 1,045 theaters during its opening weekend. Ooh. Which, in these days, standards doesn't seem like a lot, but that's pretty damn good. Because overall, it grossed $156 million in North America and $173 million internationally, coming to a worldwide total of $329 million. It was the second highest grossing movie of 1988, just behind Rain Man. Yeah. And at the time of its release, it was the 20th highest grossing movie of all time. I've never seen Rain Man. Fuck you. Right. It's, is it good? It's an excellent movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I should watch it. Um, so, as far as critics go, uh, we have quite a few here. Roger Ebert, we know Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times. He gave the film four out of four stars, predicting it would carry the type of word of mouth that money can't buy. This movie is not only great entertainment, but also a breakthrough in craftsmanship. And Siskel also praised the film and ranked it number two on his top ten films from 1988. Wow. Janet Maslin of the New York Times commented, quote, Although this isn't the first time that cartoon characters have shared the screen with live actors, it's the first time they've done it on their own terms and make it look real. Uh, Dessen Thompson of the Washington Post considered Roger Rabbit to be, quote-unquote, a definitive collaboration of pure talent. Zemeckis had Walt Disney Pictures' enthusiastic backing, producer Steven Spielberg's poll, Warner Brothers' blessing, uh, Canadian animator Richard Williams' ink and paint, Mel Blanc's voice, Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Siemens' witty, frenetic screenplay, George Lucas's industrial light and magic, and Bob Hoskins' comical performance as the burliest, shaggiest private eye. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who they wanted before they got Bob Hoskins. It was a number of Hollywood yeah. actors. I want to say like Kevin Costner was it, part of it. Uh, it was everyone. Uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, I think, was the I, main Bob one. Bob Hoskins is perfect. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. And that's usually how a lot of that stuff works out in Hollywood after the fact. Like, you'll like, hear, like... Like Will Smith for Neo. Well, yeah, Will Smith <laughs> for Neo. But also, uh, the, like, every single action star was con- considered before Bruce Willis for Die Hard. Mm-hmm. He was, like, the you know one of, the, one of their last options. Like, they wanted Stallone, Schwarzenegger, like, the whole deal. And it would not be the same yeah. if it wasn't who it ended up being. So, um, Gene Shalit on the Today Show also praised the film, calling it one of the most extraordinary movies ever. Uh, Richard Corliss, writing for Time at the time, uh, gave a mixed review. The opening cartoon works just fine, but too fine. The opening scene upstages the movie that emerges from it, and he was annoyed by the homages to the golden age of American animation. And Chuck Jones was very critical of the film. I know that he was pissed or not happy with the way the piano duel scene went. I think yeah. he had notes for it, and they didn't consult him at all. Yeah. yeah. 
So as far as the legacy of this film, it won three Academy Awards. Best Sound Effects Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Film Editing. Uh, Richard Williams received the Special Achievement Academy Award for Animation Direction and Creation of the Cartoon Characters. <laughs> it won the Kids' Choice Award <laughs> for Favorite Movie. <laughs> it, it, it inspired Mickey's Toontown in Disneyland. There was three theatrical shorts, one of which we watched. There, there was comic books, video games. And then in 2016, it was selected for the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being, quote-unquote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Wow. Yeah. Great. It's time for some reviews. Kevin, <sighs> it is time. Yeah, I know. Uh, like, I'm really tired of us, re- like, agreeing. You hated it so much. No. <laughs> I hate I, this fucking movie. I, I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that it was disappointing or that it didn't live up to the hype. But it absolutely does. It's fucking hilarious. The animation works really, really well with the live action. Like, as compared to everything that we'd seen before this... Like, this is so much better than all of those other attempts. Like, you know, because we, we, we like stuff like Pete's Dragon. Mm-hmm. and <clears throat> But this is just leaps and bounds ahead of that. Like, when you say, you know, all the money that they put into this and the fact that Robert Zemeckis, you know, and, and Ron Miller wanted this to be, like, a perfect marriage of live action and cartoon, like, it really is. Yeah. And the humor is hilarious. Like, it's got heart in all the correct places. Like the uh, the villain is excellent, even though you know, like Tim Curry obviously would have been scarier, but Christopher Lloyd is perfect. He's creepy. And, yeah, he's very very creepy. The weasels are hilariously <laughs> shitty. Henchmen. Like I love them. I love them because you guys remembered. I, I hope you remembered how much I lauded the weasels in Ichabod and Toad, and like this is just you know a further extension of that. Like it's so so funny. Are these the same ones from Ichabod and Toad? I don't think they're the exact same, but like like I said, the template is there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's hilarious. And the fact that they, they use all the different characters, like you you see, you know, like like we said, you know, Porky Pig, Betty Boop, Dumbo, like all, all these different characters. <clears throat> and it's all uh faithful, I guess, to it. And that's that's not even talking about Bob Hoskins' performance, like you know, as just the standard burnt out hard-boiled noir detective and it just it's it's excellent it's a very very good movie i loved it yeah i um it makes me sad to think like this is probably the the only and last time that we're gonna have a collaboration like that between studios Mm -hmm. um and if we were to have another like hybrid animation we you know it's gonna be cg yeah like you're not gonna have that that cool look of like 2d flat animation with real world mm-hmm. except for that really stupid movie with uh was it brad pitt what cool world oh cool world yeah <laughs> that was in the 90s babe yeah um no i think it's just the movie looks amazing <laughs> it's so convincing like i was saying about the part where roger rabbit puts his hand on a dusty chair yeah. and then moves it away and yep. there's like his handprint on the dust it was very good attention to detail yeah um, the scenes where Eddie is attached to Roger at the wrist with the handcuffs and Roger's like dragging him around the room and Eddie is like fall like the way like he he acts it out, mm-hmm. like it's so convincing. I don't yeah. know. There's a part where 
um, you, you can kind of tell, like, maybe they had, like, a prop gun being held up by a stick. Yep. But then drawn over with someone's hand. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's you really have to look close to notice how they did some of those special effects. Yeah. Um, it's super funny. It's definitely iconic. And um, I, I don't really have much to say because I feel like you've said it all. Well, is there anything negative that you can think of? Regard in regards to it, because I was I was trying to think of that the other day. Like, no. what 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 did I really dislike about the movie? Because I've watched it twice this week. Yeah, and I mean, there's occasionally uh, times, especially with this stuff, and I don't mean to be shitty, but where you'll find like corny stuff, and not even necessarily because it's a it's a children's movie, but even with this, like, it's just it's it's very well written. But like, you're you're playing to the correct audience. If there is a corny scene, like, oh yeah, his brother died. It always ends but on it's a funny. handy note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like any of like the touching stuff, there's always a bit of lightheartedness yeah. to it that like takes that takes you from being like too sad. Exactly. I don't know. It just it was really what a collaboration. Um. So yeah, I have for us a special treat. What is that? Uh, we have a guest. Oh, that sent in a clip for okay. us about how they felt. Uh, you might recognize this person's voice. Their name is Sethifus. <laughs> and they wrote our theme song. Yeah. So let's hear what Sethifus has to say about Roger Rabbit. Hi, I'm Seth. As a musician, I go by the name Sethifus. On Fiverr, uh, look up Sethifus P, S E T H I F U S P. If you want a jingle or a theme song, uh, I wrote the one for this podcast. You can also find lots of strange music I've done all over various streaming services. I'm on Spotify, I'm on Amazon Music, Google Music, uh, but I'm not on Pandora because they're a bunch of jerks. Uh, I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love pretty much everything about this movie. I love that Roger is very popular in the Toon world for being a funny guy. So popular, in fact, that his wife is a ridiculous pinup cartoon character. Uh, I love that it's a film noir movie about a murder mystery, uh, and it's mixed with a world where cartoons are living characters that mix with the humans. I love that uh, Bugs and Daffy share screen time with Mickey and Donald. If I remember correctly, they had to have the same amount of screen time and the same number of lines. I love the music. I love all the film noir-style jazz detective music. I love that all those cartoon characters got to be in the same movie together. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. I mean, it sort of happened with video game characters with the Wreck-It Ralph movies, but I would love there for there to be another Roger Rabbit movie. I love all the dark elements and the fact that it had to be released on Touchstone. Uh, there was another movie called Cool World that sort of had the same kind of thing where it was cartoons and they were dark for adults, but I feel like Who Framed Roger Rabbit did it much better. I love that Marvin Acme is the face of the Acme Company Corporation that uh, the Wile E. Coyote got all of his traps for the Roadrunner from. I love that this movie is the first place that I learned about shaving a haircut two bits and that Roger can't resist that. And it's also the first place I heard the is that a blank in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Joke. And mostly I loved it, because I've always wanted to be a cartoon character, or at least be best friends with one. Um, I can recommend the shorts as well, the Roger Rabbit short cartoons, Tummy Trouble, Roller Coaster Rabbit, and Trail Mix-Up. And I also recommend the comics. They're not quite as good, but they're still a lot of fun. 
I do not, however, recommend the cartoon series Bonkers, which, if I'm uh, understanding it correctly, was supposed to be a Roger Rabbit cartoon, but Disney couldn't get uh, Warner Brothers or Steven Spielberg or whoever to agree to let them make a full series. And that's pretty much it. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Seth. Seth. I'm sorry that Pandora (laughs) is a bunch of jerks to you. Um, I thought he brought up a really good point, and I forgot to mention it, that part of the deal with having the characters from different studios, like Daffy Duck and Donald Duck, is they had to have equal amounts of lines. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense from a negotiating perspective. Yeah, so thanks for bringing that up because I forgot about that. All right, well, let's look at rankings. Okay, this is oh, a hard babe. one. Babe, and you get to go first because I reviewed first. Mm. Now what are we going to do? What are we going to do, babe? This is a hard one for me. <laughs> I know it's going to be in the top ten. This is an easy one for me. I'm going to put it behind Mary Poppins. Ooh. Making it fourth Ooh. and ahead of 101 Dalmatians. Now, why are you putting it behind Mary Poppins? Because you and I like different things. <laughs> And I will always err on the side of, like, heartfelt versus comedy. See, that's not fair, though, because I agree. <laughs> that's not fair. I just feel like I value, like, emotional. Well, so do I, and that's why I'm yeah. going to rank it the way I'm going to, but... Okay. What, am I, am I supposed to rank it right now? I'm going to rank it. Rank it. I'm going to rank it. Rank, rank. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, for me, is going to go uh, right ahead of Mary Poppins. <laughs> and that is not because I don't value Heartfelt. The reason that this is not my number two or number one movie is because I do value Heartfelt. I love Dumbo's relationship with his mother. That is the best. The best. This, however... I think I think just edges out Mary Poppins, which we love, which is an excellent movie, as is Lady of the Tramp. Mm-hmm. But this, I think, I, it's a landmark. Yeah, it's an excellent, excellent movie, and regardless of it being released, hey, I put it ahead of 101. I know that's okay. fair. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, regardless of this being released as a touchstone movie, mm-hmm. like this is one of the best Disney movies ever made. Yeah. It is easily, for me, it's easily in my You'll top three. You'll never have anything like this. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. No, I think for me, Mary Poppins, I really like the music, the musical aspect of it. I like musicals. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great movie. It is a great movie. The only thing I don't like about Mary Poppins is how long step in time is. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, I think Roger, yeah. This I did not feel like an hour and 40 minute movie. No, not at all. I was very surprised. Yeah. And I can't really think of a, a reason to criticize this movie either. No, not really. So. And like I said, it's... It, I just personally like Mary Poppins better. Yeah, me and me having this number three is not an uh, indictment of this movie at all. No. I just like Pinocchio and Dumbo just a little bit more. I mean, we have 34 spots right now, yeah. and it's going in both of our top fives. Yep. So. And your top three. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> so see Who Framed Roger Rabbit, for the love of God. If you haven't... What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry for your childhood. Right? Um, (laughs) Speaking of childhood. So I had a student tell me this week that her mom doesn't allow her to watch any Disney movies. Because they contain magic. And I was like, but it's all fiction. It's not real. 
And she was like, yeah, she just doesn't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I said to a friend later, I was like, am I allowed to call, like, CPS on that? <laughs> that seems like neglect. <laughs> Can you not let your child watch Disney? I don't know, man, you know. <laughs> They're going to sample that shit when they get out on their own anyway. Right. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do when I turn 18 is go watch some Disney <laughs> What's the Little Mermaid, Mom? You can't stop me. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of Little Mermaid, it's getting close. It's, it's closer getting, and closer. It's, get, it's getting closer, but we're not there. Yeah, we have one more. Next next week is Oliver and Company, and our, our short, excuse me, is going to be Polar Trappers. And I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm thinking next week is not going to be as good as this week. It might be, but maybe not. I thought you were going to say that you were hoping it was going to be polar trappers. Like, this is America. Oh, so stupid. You guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for the new positive feedback we've been getting i always appreciate any feedback yeah even when we yeah. had that one that was like even the negative swear shit too much yeah it's fine like, oh just let, let us know how you feel you listen to us yeah. <laughs> give, give us your words yeah um tell all your friends find me on twitter <laughs> at dtb disney and in case you didn't know, know now you know yeah <laughs> twitter it's a thing yeah that's our business which is disney yeah because disney is our business why do you have to shout it? Because we live in a motherfucking house and our neighbors are not close. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>